0: welcome to the one rental at a time podcast this is your host michael zuber this is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business from experts to newbies wholesalers flippers buy and hold apartments commercial notes hard money Airbnb, mobile homes, it doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey everyone, uh, I got another exciting show for you today. I have uh, another sales professional uh, who is is working a demanding full time job and sees real estate investing as his path to financial freedom. Why don't we rec- welcome Michael Vaughn to the or Van to the show? Sorry, Michael Van to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Right, Michael. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being. being yeah. On sorry here.
0: about that. I said it three times and I still messed it ah. up. Van. 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 Good news is, from now on, you'll be Michael, and we will drop the last name from the conversation.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a pretty easy one to remember.
0: There you go. So, Michael, why don't you tell us uh, where you are, what you do, and just a little bit about your background before we get into the questions?
1: Okay. Uh, so, my name is uh, Mike Van. Uh, still in the corporate world, working for the medical device industry. I've uh, been with this company for about 15 years now and uh, uh, looking to escape, escape the rat race. Uh, and real estate's my vehicle to do that. <clears throat> so, in what part of the country are you in? I'm in Springfield, Missouri.
0: Very cool. So, so, uh, yes, uh, yeah. nice weather. What's it? Uh, what, like 80 degrees today?
1: About 80 degrees, sunny. Gonna nice. be headed to the lake tomorrow for the long weekend.
0: Good for you. Good for you. So, uh, in, in real estate, how long you've, how long you've been doing it? What has been your predominant focus as you got started? Uh, Mike.
1: So, uh, like a lot of people, um, I I started probably about uh, almost 20 years ago. Uh, and you know, sitting there one night watching the late night infomercials. Uh, I don't know if you remember Carlton sheets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Watching that guy. And, uh, you know, like, like any, any, uh, good uh, late night infomercial it makes you want to buy the course, make all this money and, and, you know, live the life for doing nothing. And, yeah. and it costs cost you no money. Um, so, you know, of course I bought the course and read two or three chapters and then sat on a shelf for a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, I said, okay, you no, know, so now I'm going to, I'm going to um, get back into it and really start looking at looking at real estate uh, as a wealth creation vehicle. Very so that's some good content in it. And, uh, you know, bought it, bought my very first property was a duplex and I uh, got money back at closing. So it, you know, those techniques worked. Um, but, uh, and then so from there, uh, bought another house and then sold both of those and moved across the country uh-huh. to start my current medical device job that I've been was for 15 years. So, uh, moved around a couple of times with that. Um, moved to the, to Springfield market. And once I learned the market a little bit, uh, did a couple of flips. Um, then, uh, the, uh, 2008 hit and you know, my, my whole thinking then was the fact that if someone can't get credit to buy my flips, then I've been, I don't want to get stuck with them. Yeah. Completely wrong mindset. I should have been going all in buying and holding at that time. But you know, like I said, it's, it's a learning experience. So over the next couple of years, I, um, uh, educated myself and like, oh wow, I'm missing out. I need to get back in. So <laughs> put the dealers out, found a bank owned property, um, 16 unit and uh, bought that. Um, that was a, a interesting story in and of itself. But, uh, and then over the next several years, uh, you know, five, six years, accumulated some more properties, uh, package of single family homes, uh, you know, duplexes, five plexes here and there, 27 unit, um, And then uh, last year sold my 16 unit original uh, investment and upgraded to a 55 unit apartment complex and uh, did a real heavy lift, about $7,500 in the door on that (whistles) property. And uh, that was three and a half hours away. So managed that heavy lift from three and a half hours away while working a full-time corporate job and uh, decided that, okay, uh, I need to if, uh, I set a goal for myself to escape corporate America and, and do real estate full time so I could pursue not only more time with my family, but also mission work is a big passion of mine. And so um, I decided to hit that goal that uh, syndication was going to be the way to go. And so um, since last August of 2018, uh, I've done four deals um, on the GP side uh, in various roles, uh, 825 doors. and. Looking to do more.
0: Very, very. So many questions. I'm furiously taking notes. Uh, so let's let's see if we can walk through this. I always like to talk about that first deal, which for you, if I have it right, was a duplex. Do you remember kind yes. of the base numbers and what's the story of that one? How'd you find it? Uh,
1: I was driving for dollars um, and uh, came across for a sale, for sale by owner. Yeah. And called the uh, the old older couple up and and talked to them and and uh, came to a price. I think it was around forty. 2000 something like that mm-hmm. Forty-five thousand for a duplex uh they were renting about 450 a side i believe so pretty good numbers yeah yeah um decent location and so uh uh negotiated that price and and i don't think i quite did this right but negotiated um them to give me a check after we closed from the proceeds that they got yeah i think I don't think I negotiated. I don't think I actually did that the proper way, but hopefully the statute of limitations has run out on that. (laughs) Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So just real quick, where in the country was this, this first That that was in Fort Smith, Arkansas.
0: So that was in Arkansas. Okay. Very cool. That
1: was where I uh, was living at the time and and was born and raised.
0: Very cool. And that was, you know, we'll give Carlton sheets the credit for giving you the tools and the inspiration for getting the first couple of deals. Awesome. So then you move, um, you sell everything, or do you ten thirty one exchange? Because as you know, there's no. a difference.
1: Right, sold those two properties. Sold those moved two. To, uh, to Texas for to start my medical device career. career. Yeah, was okay. there for a year, and then moved to Springfield, Missouri, and been here uh, about fourteen years. Okay, since.
0: all right. So then you go to Texas. You sell before you go to Texas. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm.
1: Sell before I go to Texas. Right. Go to. Te- do you do anything in Texas that year? No, we were only there for a year. Okay. I was focusing on my new job. Yep. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, got, did really well there, was very blessed and, and had the opportunity to move back closer to home and, and moved up here to Springfield.
0: Awesome. Okay. So now you go there. Um, you know, the, the, you have the, so what year was the buy in Arkansas? Sorry, duplex. Was that like 2000, uh, duplex? That
1: was probably 2005, four or five. Something okay. Like
0: that. that makes sense. I'm just getting the timing. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then the crash happens. You're in Missouri. You go, you, you admit you should have been buying hand over fist. Yes. Cautious, uh, Like many people were. And first, first point here is I hear lots of people wishing for another crash because they're going to go all in. You know yeah. what? No, you're not. You're going to be scared right. because the world is ending and the financial markets are on tilt. You're going to, you're going to save. So that's, you know, that that's, right. be careful what you wish for, I
1: guess. Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. But I do want to talk about that. You, you end up finding a uh, a bank owned 16 unit mm-hmm. bank. I mean lots of people that bought bank owned houses, but let's talk about a bank owned 16 unit. What, what was the story there?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started putting feelers out to different brokers and uh, some bankers that I know. Um, and a buddy of mine uh, was president of a bank and he said, he just called me up and said, Hey, uh, realtor came by, asked me if I knew any investors that were looking for a property. That was owned by a different bank, not his bank and um so uh, he put me in touch with the realtor um, called the guy, up, went out and looked at the property and and you know I said, well you know I, I'll let you do a dual agency I don't have a, a broker, so you can represent me as well but um so we looked at the property and first thing he did was hand me a flyer. it was uh seven hundred eighty thousand hmm. for six for sixteen units. They were nice units, about five years old okay. uh town you know fourplex townhouse style units uh mm, yep two and, a half, two and a half two bedroom two and a half bath fireplace you know all that stuff but out of 16 units there were two occupied and those two weren't even paying rent oh so, uh, yeah ouch. uh so i'm like wow you know so he has me this flyer for seven hundred eighty thousand. I'm like hey hand it right back to him and say that's a good uh, that's uh that's good to to see but uh that's not gonna that's not gonna get this deal done <laughs> yeah like, zero income oh my god yeah. And so he immediately says, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I've, I've already been authorized by the bank to take uh five Oh, uh,
0: look at that. You saved 220 grand, just like that. Yeah.
1: Said, okay. Well, I said, we're getting closer at least, you know, I said, um, um, he said they had, they'd had another buyer that fell out at that price. So they were already authorized to do that. So I said, okay, well now I'm interested at least walking the units and stuff. So um walked a couple of units and, and they were in rough condition. Um, the uh, uh, even though they were, you know, knew they had been just not been taken care of. So, yeah. um, ended up meeting the property manager out there, uh, who was managing them for the bank. We walked every unit, um, kind of, uh, uh, saw what was on the table there, went to the broker and said, okay, here's my offer. There's a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of work to do. And I'm going to be floating this note myself until we get everything turned around and, and filled and rented and, and all that stuff. So, um, I'll give you I'll, you can tell the bank I'll give it four hundred thousand, yeah and uh and you know we'll we'll get it done. So he just kind of scoffed at that, oh my God, I mean, you know, we've already come oh my up, gosh, already come down from seven eighty, you know I'm like, look, you know, explain the situation, he said, mm-hmm. take him the offer. So he did, so he comes back and they they were so generous they dropped their their price from five sixty to five fifty <laughs> and and, uh, and then he hands me a rent roll for the four buildings next door, the 16 units next door, which they had a note on and uh, hands me a rent roll. They're all full $500 a month each, you know? And I'm sorry. I said, man, that is awesome. That tells me what this property can do, but it's not doing it now. Yeah. And, yeah. I said, there's still a lot of work to do. So, uh, I, I said, look, here's the deal. Uh, I said, you know, as you know, there's a, it's a hot market, a lot of deals out there right now. I'm looking at several other deals. I'm going to buy something. Right. And uh, I'd like to buy this property, but, I'll, I'll bump my offer to uh, fifty thousand. as four fifty is my best offer. I need to know by five o'clock because I'm looking at two other deals specifically. I'm going to buy one of uh, one of these three, and uh, I, I need to know something today. Okay. So he's like, um, he said, "Okay, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do." Two hours later, I get a phone call. Uh, deal done. Nice. So uh, nice. I, I got the deal done fixed the units up, rented them over the next, uh, you know, and, and stabilized them and increased rents over the next several years. And, um, in 17 I uh, sold that property for 775 or 780,000. Very cool. And the 1031 that into the 55 unit. There you go.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit. So first off, uh, banks, Don't make rash decisions all the time, right? I actually bought some some apartment buildings directly from banks. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they have their they're they're not like normal sellers, right? They're not attached. They're just weird, right? So you just never know. Like one day it's a no, and like the next day it's a yes. It's bizarre. Um, Mm -hmm. But did you was that four hundred and fifty grand cash, four hundred and fifty grand hard money, or, or how did you?
1: No, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, just a bank loan, uh, a bank commercial, loan? commercial bank loan, a uh, community bank here that I'd been working with on, on, um, oh, wow. on my flips. Uh, and uh, which was interesting that uh, as a first property that they were going to go ahead and loan me 80% plus construction costs. Wow. Uh, I just put down the 20%.
0: That's how, you know, I mean, again, I shouldn't say this is not normal. That's not in my realm of experience. I've worked with lots of commercial banks. And maybe I just haven't asked. But that building was producing zero income, right? It had, it mm-hmm. had and, and yet they still found a way to loan. That, that just says the price you got it at. That's that's what that means. You right.
1: Can, yeah. yeah. It, it was uh it was uh, you know, a deal you couldn't refuse. And the banks the banks knew um, you know, the potential there for yeah. the market. You know, they saw the rent roll for the ones next door, right. full, you know, and so uh the same on the other side. Uh they were all rent they were I guess there was three sets of four buildings each. And I had the middle set of, of 16. And so, uh, you know, they saw the the potential there.
0: So then uh, how does someone like, like you tackle a 16 units? Um, Do you just do one fourplex at a time kind of
1: thing? Um, Well, you know, this was all new to me. So uh, I, I, the, the property manager, the guy that was managing them for the bank, um, we had a long conversation uh, about his philosophy. My business plan, you know, for the for the property, obviously, which is just to get it ready, get <laughs> yeah, it full, you know, and, get and it full. That. And I asked how he would do that, and so I liked what he had to say, and and I asked him if he would manage them for me, and he agreed. So nice. Um, we went to work.
0: All right. So another thing you mentioned in your story is at one point you bought a package of single family homes. I'm, the word "package" mm-hmm. got me in, intrigued. What was that? Yeah. Five, ten, fifty.
1: Uh, 12. Oh, wow. Okay. So So there was one duplex and 11 houses and it was from another investor. Um, he had, he had actually been buying a ton of, uh, HUD properties during that, uh, 08, 09 period. Ah. And, uh, that was a fascinating story too. But anyway, that, that guy, Mm -hmm. um, he was just wanting to sell some and reduce his debt on the others that he still owned and, and kind of just had more flow. So, um, I, He sent me a list of the properties he's wanting to sell. I cherry picked the ones that I, that I liked and, um, and told him that, uh, so we will get, I'll have the bank order a pre-purchase appraisal and whatever that appraisal comes out at, I'll give you 85% of that. Okay. And he said, okay, sounds like a deal. So we did that. I bought them two at a time, paid cash on a line of credit, turned right around, refinanced them at 80 to 85% each. So I would either get all or most of my money back, um, whenever we, when I did the refinance. So good, good. a lot of those houses I had no money in. And yeah. the only reason I, I did the single family homes is because, uh, uh, I was actually kind of bored. Yeah. I I'd, I'd bought some, you know, fours and fives and sixes here and there. And, and, uh, the market, the deals kind of dried up cause it really spoiled me on, on what, you know, I looked for and probably missed out on a few deals, honestly, to be, to be honest with you by being so spoiled by that first deal, you know? Right. And, um, and so, uh, uh, I was kind of bored. And my, my property manager said, "Well, we can do some you know lease purchase type stuff." And it's like, "Well, you know, I, that's, that's somewhat appealing to me." But there's so many people out there that do those for the wrong reasons and just churn down payment money, and yeah. and that's not what I want to do. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I, I truly want to help people
0: right. get
1: a home. You know, so I defined my criteria, and, and it was really tight on people who were just below the 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 level of being able to attain a bank loan. I work with my banker to uh, you know kind of. Um, help, you know, the fund those people towards him for the loan and kind of ha- ask nice. him what we needed to do to help get them you know, credit worthy. And, and so I said, if we're going to do this, I want to actually help people. And so um, we did that. And uh, out of the 12 homes, I think we had five, eight that were in true, you know, homeowner type neighborhoods. The other ones were, were pure rental neighborhoods yeah. and stuff. So, um, so far we have, we've uh, converted, um, four to permanent bank financing and the other four are on the um, nice on the uh, uh in the plan right now to be converted so
0: and that's got to make you feel good let's see the plan yeah. come together
1: yeah it was, re- it was really it was really cool and, and the people uh that we sold those to really really appreciated it you know it kind of helped them through tough spot and, and got them to the the american dream of home ownership
0: that's awesome. Real estate can do so many things if you're really focused on helping people. That's that's mm-hmm, pretty awesome. Absolutely. All right, now let's go to the big boy. Right, you decided to 1031 out of the 16 units into the 55. Mm-hmm. How, how did that come together? Did you decide to sell first, or did you find the the 55 first, or what was kind of the timing and?
1: Yeah. So uh, another interesting story. Uh, real estate has so many <laughs> stories to it, But but um, so. Uh, you know, I'm a buy and hold guy by nature. I don't like to sell stuff, yeah. but, um, you know, the guy, uh, this guy had come to me and he said, Hey, you know, I own the buildings next door. I want to buy yours too. i say, well, if you're going to buy them, you're going to pay a hefty yeah. price. So I threw out the seven hundred eighty eighty thousand whatever. And he said, okay. Yeah. i Okay, so now I guess I have to find the property. And so uh, he agreed to work with me on, you know, 1031. Timing and all that, and yeah. so we wrote a the contract that that it would execute when I identified a property and all that stuff. He wasn't in any hurry because. Right. And so, um, so I put the. Started putting viewers out and I was in a Facebook group in Arkansas.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, within a couple of days, someone, you know, popped a, a, a post on there that said, anyone interested in a 55 unit? So. I immediately messaged the guy and uh, within uh, the next 48 hours, I was down there uh, looking at it. It's about three and a half hours away. And I'm from there. So I I knew the location of the property, great location right across the street from a junior high, highly highly rated junior high next door to that is another highly rated elementary school. So uh, it was in a good location. And so uh, I got there and, uh, you know, we were walking the property. Uh, It was just two brothers that had owned it for the previous 10 years did all their own maintenance and everything. So, um, their primary objective was just keep it full. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was, there was a lot of deferred maintenance, um, and it was full. Yeah. Not necessarily the tenants that I would have preferred to have in there, but it was full. Um, and under market rents, uh, considerably. So the, um, you know, when we got there, we were, I was building a report with the seller and it was he and his brother-in-law, um, that were selling it, but only only one of them was there, and we had some common things that that uh, we identified with, and I spent a you know a couple of hours with the guy, and, and really nice guy, and uh, and so uh, we get down towards the end uh, of the tour, and I had asked him, uh, I said, hey, so I, I want to make it, make you an offer on the property, and I said I really like it, think we can do. You know, yep. do, do some really good stuff with it. And so uh, he's like, well, I'll tell you right now, he's like, I've got two, art, two offers already. Uh, one's uh full price. The other one is uh, 25 less than full price, all cash. And he said the full price offer, they want me to hold some paper on it. Um, and he goes, I don't have any interest in doing that. And he goes, the second one is full price or is 25 less than full price, um, all cash. And he's like, but <clears throat> here's the thing. He's like, I don't like what she's going to do with the property. She is planning on using a management company that I, that I know has a reputation of, of, of not a good reputation. Right. And uh, he had asked me what my plan was for the property and I told him I'm going to put a lot of money into it. I'm going to take care of what you, you know, take care of the baby and, and nurture the baby that you've helped to raise to this point, you know, and um, I'm going to you know do a lot of good things to the property and, and uh, really uh, improve the asset. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um I said, so just talk to your brother and, and give me 48 hours to to get you an offer. And so I um went back to my banker, you know, a community bank, again that I've been dealing with business with and told him what I wanted to do. And he gave me a, a pre-approval letter for the most part. Yeah. And uh I sent that to the seller um along with my offer which is full price. Um and, you know, he said, he's like, look, Mike, I'm rooting for you. I want to sell the property to you. My brother wants to take the all cash offer. She's yeah. up to her, her all cash to to full price. You know, you have a 1031, yeah. you know, you still have to close and all this stuff. And, and uh, it's like, I know, I, I realized that I said, you know, let me talk to your brother. You know, I'll, I'll, I want the property. I can close Here's you know, a letter from the bank. I, I can't tell you with any more certainty that. I can do this, but except I can do this. And so, um, you know, we, like I said, we had built a really good rapport and, uh, he's like, just let me talk to my brother and I'll get back to you. So two days later, uh, I mean, I was doing a lot of praying, a lot of sweating, you know, a lot of dumb twiddling, just dying to know what was going on. So he calls me up and I mean, my heart's beating a million miles. <laughs> and he's like, Mike, he's, uh, you know, I, I, was rooting for you the whole time. He goes, you know, my brother, you know, he wanted this other cash offer. He goes, um, but, uh, we're going to go with you. I I like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was like, you did that on purpose. You're just trying to scare me. <laughs> we had a big laugh about it, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, ended yeah. up doing it and, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. Something else I learned through this process is you can't take banking relationships for granted. Yeah. So, the, uh, you know, I've done many deals with this bank and, uh, you know, just like before I said, this deal, I want to buy it, rehab it. You, know, you finance the whole thing, you know, 80%, whatever. And, um, and go from there. So we get down the day before closing. This is on our timeline of a ten thirty one, remind you. Oh yeah. Um, so he, they, they send me the HUD statement over and I look at it for the loan proceeds and I'm like, where's my rehab money. Right. And I called them up and, it was probably one of the most heated conversations that I'd ever had with this guy, and uh, you know, we're friends. We've been dealing business for a long time, and and uh, he, he, you know, he, um, was like shocked and couldn't remember that we had talked about rehab money. I'm like, you know, what's the difference between any other deal we've ever done? Yeah, and I told you, I told you specifically, this is the same process: buy it, rehab, upgrade, you know, the whole thing. He's like, just just close. he goes, I'll get you some rehab money. And uh, I'm like, you know how big a leap of faith this is I'm taking here, right? And yeah. uh, he's like, I know, I, just trust me, because I'll get you some rehab money. Because my, you know, the, literally the next day was the last day of, the, of the my timing, 1031 yeah. time frame. So yeah. closed, and um, he got me some rehab money, but uh, my budget was $385,000. Um, he got me $200,000. Ah. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Got
0: you halfway there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that, uh, I, I worked through that money and then over that time period, um, had some other notes that were nearing their end. And so I didn't, you know, just refinance those and use that cash, uh, to, to get me the rest of the way there. And yeah. so, you know, we got there, property's doing great, it's stabilized and, and throwing out good cash flows. And, uh, um, you know, even luckier for me is that, uh, I spent, you know, my, a budget's just a best guess. And, and yeah. so I ended up going about, about 50,000 over budget. Wow. Um, but, uh, but luckily for me, my um, pro forma rents that I had uh, projected, I was also about $50 a unit oh. over what my pro forma was. So, uh, so that was uh that was a pleasant surprise. Well, that
0: doesn't, me. that's, that's not terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that definitely helped me. Through that learning process. Because like I said, you know, it, is, it was all just a learning process. I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest thing I'd ever done before was a 16 unit. Right. And, uh, That's awesome. So yeah, learned cool. a lot of lessons.
0: Very, very cool. So you, uh, you know, by, by, you know, most real estate investors looking outside in will look at what you've been doing and deem you wildly successful at building your portfolio. Right. So I'm curious, when you when you sort of make the leap to syndication, what was it about syndication? Was it just the ability to step up in size, or was it you know what was it about syndication that you said you know what I have a portfolio I've built it you know it's performing, but in order for me to exit, I'm going to go the syndication route. What was that kind of internal
1: struggle like? So uh, a few different reasons. The um, you know the first thing, uh, corporate America is you know you're just a number. Yep at any at any time something can happen. And so, you know, and before I joined the company I'm with now, I was in um pharmaceutical sales and made it through a, a, a two or three layoffs, you know, yep. I made it through. But at the same time, I may not have made it through. So, uh been had made it through a couple of downsizings um in the current company that I'm with. And so, uh you know, just the stability to be able to Yeah. Rely on my own, you know, businesses that I business that I've built. Mm-hmm. Um, so escaping corporate America and having some security uh, through the passive cash flow that real estate provides is the number one reason. Um, and then, uh, sorry if I'm getting off track here. That's no, okay. The, the second uh, reason was just the ability to scale, and you know, a smaller piece of a bigger pie mm-hmm. is better better than 100% of a hundred percent of a small pie. Gotcha. Um, and so. The third reason is, you know, over the last several years, um, you know, people have been seeing what I've been doing and talking to people about what I've been doing and always asking, you know, questions and advice and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I mean, and I love to help teach people. I mean, I'll I'll sit there and talk all day about real estate investment and, you know, especially to a new person trying to help them, you know, catch on fire for the, for the reason why and, and, and all that. And so, um, that's something else I felt like I could do through syndication was help educate people mm-hmm. as to an alternative to, to wall street, um, where we have, you know, more control over, over what we do and, and the returns that we can offer. And they happen to be higher returns on average than you find in the market with a lot less volatility. Um, and, uh, and I saw that it could help me reach my in, my passive income goal, uh, a little faster by having the scale. Nice. So. Very,
0: very cool. Yeah. And, and one of the things that you really get from this business is when you focus on, on your business beginning, right, all the way back at the duplex through the 16, through the 1031 exchange, when you just gain that experience and then you share freely, it's so amazing what's attracted to you, right? And, mm-hmm. and now it makes it easy to transition to syndication. So I always like to talk about the first deal. Do you remember the first syndication deal you did?
1: Mm-hmm. What yeah, was the was, story uh, there? um so i you know when i decided to to do syndication i mean you can educate yourself and uh but just the time frame is is a lot longer so i joined a mentoring program Mm -hmm. um and uh don't know if i'm allowed to say which one yeah go ahead yeah let's uh, go for it brad brad sumrock is the is a program i joined um fantastic program uh highly recommend it I, i joined it not for Specifically, you know, know how to do a real estate deal. I mean, yeah, I, I you got that. Know that yeah. But it was more the syndication aspect of it. You know, to to get around people who are doing what I want to do, who are, are where I want to be, and hear their stories and their their trials and tribulations and and successes and failures, and and learn from them, and and then network also from a capital raising standpoint and so forth. Um, and uh, and so that's the main reason I joined it. Um and absolutely do not regret it. Love it and would we'll do it again tomorrow. It's it's been immensely helpful. And so to compress the timeline, uh, I would recommend that to anyone. You know, is to is to find a good mentor who's doing what you want to do. Yeah, and the best people in the program doing what you want to do and are where you want to be and learn from them.
0: Yeah, let's let's scratch that one more time. What you're basically saying, I'll translate your words is when you decide what you want to do. Your case syndication. Go find someone that's doing it that, that you can research, respect them, and then pay the money to join, right? You got to pay to play sometimes. and Absolutely. But it's on you to decide, A, what you want to do. Right? Don't be – sometimes I talk to people and they're like, hey, I want to learn to wholesale and I want to learn how to flip and I want to buy and hold. I'm like, stop. Right? You're going an inch and 15 Focus. directions. Make your decision and then it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to go find a mentor that you trust because you're right, you're going to collapse your, your time frame. Give them a shout-out one more time.
1: Brad Summerock. Very, and very uh, cool. they have a, an event coming up uh, August 10th, the uh, AIM NetCon. It'll be a phenomenal event to, uh, to attend. Robert Kiyosaki is the headline speaker this year. Nice. That's no joke. And, and where is it? It's in Dallas. In Dallas, on, Texas. August 10th. Mm-hmm. You can go uh, to look it up, Brad Summerock, and, and it will be on the website somewhere, I'm sure. Summerock is just summer and rock?
0: S-U-M-R-O-K. Ah, I'm glad I asked because that's not how I would have spelled it. <laughs> Bad speller. All right, so let's talk about that first syndication deal, right? You go in, you get started. Was it? Yeah. Where was so, it? How many units?
1: So uh, through this program, I, uh, you know, the thing I felt was most important to do was find partners yep. and, uh, who were experienced and kind of uh, join them as a partner in a deal. And so that's what I did on the first one. Okay. It was in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, 138 unit, two property portfolio and uh i was a kp on that deal and uh, so i was able to kind of you know get a peek behind the curtain so to speak and, and learn everything that they were doing on you know how they underwrote their business plan how they communicated with property managers how they communicate with investors you know the whole gamut and um you know plus uh, i got to sign on the on the uh, fannie mae loan so wow. to get your you know, get yeah. your fannie mae gold card cuz as you know you have to have fannie mae experience to syndicate your own deal Right. And so uh, that was one of the reasons that I decided to, to KP on this deal. And uh, and actually um, did that last August and already contemplating selling it because we're, we've already hit our five-year metric our, wow. and, or will have hit it in the, next, in the next, within the next six months. So
0: there you go. Yeah. 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 When the market, when the market gives it to you, take it sometimes mm-hmm. as, as you right. know. Right.
1: That's very yeah. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. And, you know, through the program, we ended up, uh, uh I did, uh, another deal, uh, 243 units in Dallas through a different, um, group of individuals that I had met through the program and, uh, help raise money for that deal was on the GP side of that as well. Um, then I decided, okay, uh, I'm going to find my own partners and, and run the whole thing myself this time. And, and so that's what uh, I did on the third one okay. over east, east of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the partners I did that with, uh, two of the partners, um, Carl Supercrop and Rodney Miller, we actually decided after doing that to formalize our relationship and, and create a company. And that's where Trident Multifamily came from.
0: Got it. Very, very cool. Great story. All right. Now, you, now we get to share your three-year goal and how you see that sort of transition. What do you, what do you see over the next three years, Mike?
1: Uh, next three years, our goal is to syndicate minimum 500 units a year um, and to be able to hit my passive income goal from, from real estate by uh, the end of year three. And uh, that way, I'll be able to retire from corporate America and uh, pursue real estate investing full time, as well as devote more time to mission work, both Very locally right. in the community and international.
0: Very cool, Mike, this has been so much fun for me. Congratulations on your success and giving back. How can people follow you and and learn more about you and your company?
1: Uh, Our company is called Trident Multifamily uh, and our website is tridentmultifamily.com. You can go on there and request information um, and we'll be happy to set up a phone call, tell you about our company, uh, the kind of deals we look for and see if you're interested in investing possibly. we're Hoping to launch an education platform uh, soon Uh, so we'll be able to give you some news about that. And, uh, and then also my email is info at trident com.
0: Excellent, Mike. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been a lot of fun. Have a great day and much, much success.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Michael.
0: You got it.